again. You are about to listen to a new episode of Medu Ian Seedler's COVID-19 Crisis Log as part of Medu's Improvisations on Growth podcast series. We are continuing our explorations on the matter of racism, as recent events have shaken the United States and people getting together in the fight against discrimination in all forms and shapes. The simple fact that racism is still a part of our vocabulary may mean that our core beliefs haven't really changed as much as we have thought. What do we need to do in order to rewire our brains and put a stop to structural racism? How can we teach each other that it is more constructive to cooperate instead of competing? Listen to this episode and explore with us. As a child, if I don't behave well, then there comes the black man and will take me and will snatch me away from my family. So this, this was the scare I grew up with. You grow up with the idea of dark is bad. So the dark night is bad because it's scary. And then people who are dark are scary and they're threatening. And it starts really as soon as that. And then growing up as a woman, I learned that as a woman, you need to follow certain behaviors. Also to make sure that you stay safe because men are potentially threatening. So don't go out after, after it's dark. Don't ride alone on the, on the bus. We learn those beliefs and we take them in and we do not reflect what they mean. We generalize so, them. Yes. And then the question is, if it's dark out there and if I go home from the bus station to my apartment and a guy walks towards me on the same side of the sidewalk, of course, I'm changing the side. So now two things are happening. If the guy is from a darker color, he experiences what his belief is that the people are afraid of him, that they don't trust him, that uh, they don't perceive him as, as non-threatening. Here and probably in the States also, all of the experiences that the people from darker color actually do experience on, on a daily basis. So we are sort of reinforcing our patterns of fear and also our patterns of mistrust, also our patterns of then anger. I was mentoring refugees from Nigeria and when I was with them uh, in the city center, I've never been checked by police as often as in this three hours, never before in my whole life together, as often as in these three hours, just because I was with a guy from Nigeria. And I'm like, okay, wow. And if I put myself in his shoes, and then I'm like, okay, I walk here, and all I want to do is create a peaceful, successful life for myself. But as soon as I step out of the city, I get like checked, by police like literally at least once a half an hour then of course you you kind of start questioning what's happening here i'm uh, linking this now back to what i said before this is structural suppression because the, the police has this idea and i'm not and, and of course there are drug dealers and they have all sorts of different skin colors 
what if is the majority that has been listed by authorities and has been caught by authorities because the lighter ones are really getting away with it more? Exactly. So it's and not an accurate number. That's a perfect example for structural suppression, structural racism, because this is also what's happening. I accompanied this, this guy several times to the courthouse because of his immigration status. And to see how he got treated by the official people there was appalling. It was really appalling. And then to feel how they treated me because I was with him. So they did not look at me. They, they did not listen to what I was saying. And just because I was with a, a guy. And, and I was like, oh my God, you, you have such a different life experience. If you're a person of color, your, your life just feels totally different. And this is what I mean with the build into the structure of our society and, and build basically into the system we live in. And as long as this is built into the structure, it's just, it just keeps prolonging and keeps going on you know we, we will not be able to change it we will need to really change the structures and this is what i what i see in in organizations the structural change can help people change the ideas that they have in their mind i can totally empathize with the anger that i see on on the news if it's so embedded in our society and let's face it it's built on on hundreds, if not even thousands of years of certain beliefs and conceptions. And it is a matter of power. It is a matter, a matter of money. And people who have acquired a lot of wealth using these beliefs. I'm not going to get into details. How can we even change? Can we even imagine of... of a change when when it's really it's almost like saying that we need to to rewire our brains yeah that's exactly it we would need to rewire our brains and each and every one of us can start doing this to rewire the brains to to find the the traumatization that has been going on for centuries really then we start also acting instead of reacting. Because as long as we are reacting, we, we, we kind of keep the cycle going. Let me ask you this. You, one simple question. <laughs> Very simple. What would be the main value you see that needs to shift in order for a, a change to start? I love your simple questions because... You they sound so simple, but they target the core. I could point to probably to a few core beliefs. So the one is that we are competing instead of cooperating. And another one is that our resources are scarce. And, and those two tie together. I would build a triangle and say, okay, it's competing instead of cooperating. It's the idea that resources are scarce. And then the bottom part of the triangle is in order to feel good, I need to 
depreciate you. So my self-worth depends on depreciating other people's worth. I need you to basically step on you so that I feel better. I think if we could really work on those three and each and every one of us could work on those three, then I think we would just see really different actions in the world out there. You have listened to a new episode of Medu Einsiedler's COVID-19 crisis log and more specifically to conversations on racism, touching on the steps that we can all take to erase this idea from our mankind. Once we realize that the resources are not scarce, that we don't need to compete for these resources, that putting someone down only to create a sense of worthiness is not the way to equality and harmony, then we can perhaps embrace change. Feel free to share your ideas and conclusions with Medu directly by emailing her at meduatinesiedler.at and also engage with her on her social media on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time, keep an open mind and heart and don't stop improvising.